Welcome, Bills Mafia, to Bills or Bust, the podcast dedicated to all things Buffalo Bills. I'm Tom Murphy. Join in as we talk about the Buffalo Bills, of course, and also the other 31 teams in the league that will watch us win the Super Bowl or bust. Welcome, Bills Mafia, to the Bills or Bust podcast. I'm Tom Murphy, and what a uh, wild weekend in sports. Earlier today, Argentina won the World Cup, but as we all know, no one, including Argentina, circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Now for your Buffalo Bills recap. Bills certainly made it interesting at Highmark Stadium at first the Miami Dolphins, winning 32-29 on a Tyler Bass field goal with time expiring. The snow everyone was talking about went away just before game time and came back with a vengeance in the fourth quarter. Just in time to cap a mini comeback in a game we thought we had under control at halftime before letting our despised rivals go ahead in the second half. But that only set the stage for an instant classic, moving them to 11-3 and giving the Bills their fourth straight playoff berth. So, Bills Mafia, what do we think about last night's game? You know, I always say a win's a win, even if it is a little uglier than we had hoped. I do miss the days of last year and even earlier this year when we won comfortably by 30 points, you know. It's like I have enough stress in my life than you know, having to deal with uh, a Saturday night that gives me like four coronary bypasses. Right before halftime, you know, Josh Allen, he throws his third touchdown pass we must uh, mention three players who received their first touchdowns as members of the Buffalo Bills. It would be Quinton Morris, Naheem Hines, and James Cook. Congratulations to all three of them. Going into halftime, just thought like it was a little less, a uh, little less stressed, thinking, "Oh, the momentum we're going to be receiving second half. Like we got this." And what do we do? Pretty much three and out on the first drive in the second half. And it's where things started to get billsy. We let Miami just crawl right back into it. Raheem Mostert just absolutely uh, ran all over us. Rundy seems to be very selective with uh, how they're going to perform each week. You know, we take the go against a star like Derrick Henry, and you know, just absolutely stop him. You know, think, oh, we got the best run D in the league. And uh, every now and then, we just let a Aaron Jones or Raheem Mostert. Uh, just run all over us and can't figure that out. Uh, little little tackling optional problems on D last night. Milano was just a, such a tackling force, and now he's just missing tackles all the time. It's uh, a bit concerning, but you know, hopefully he can get that together. He's been having a Pro Bowl-type season pretty much uh, all year. But, you know, it wasn't all bad on defense. Definitely gave up more points than we had hoped. You know, got some big performances, especially from Shaq Lawson, you know, our former uh, first-round pick from 2016 who left a few years ago and is coming back where he belongs. Always liked uh, Shaq Lawson. It just seems that he mainly is uh, pretty much if he were a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick, you know, we would have found him more valuable. But, you know, our expectations are always higher for a first-round pick who definitely not accused of lack of effort. Had a beautiful sack in the first half and even a batted ball later on. It's good to see, you know, someone like Shaq Morris contributing in this way with Von Miller out for the season. Tredavious White, it's so good to have him back. But, uh, you know, had a had a couple off plays, but man, it's uh, he was on a lot of these receivers, just like gangbusters. So it's very good to, very good to see him back. 
and just always such a clutch player. I think he's one of the most, I've been a fan, you know, since my early childhood going on, you know, close to four decades now, not to age myself here. But uh, yeah, I'd almost say he's about the like most second most clutch defensive player we've had in our history. Uh, you could probably guess who the first one is without me saying any names, uh, Bruce Smith. And, you know, back to the bad, while this wasn't a defensive uh, play, more or less, uh, no. And I, I don't want to speak too negatively about Bill's players. Uh, you know, I hope to have some of them on the show someday. Uh, but pretty much, uh, I've had it with Cam Lewis this season. I mean, he's kind of a great story, you know, coming from University of Buffalo and all. You know, it's good to have those players on the teams, the local guys. But uh, absolutely one of the most unforgiving uh, penalties uh, that you can have running into the kicker, especially when it's at midfield. It's uh, it's just not necessary, and it wasn't even like it wasn't even like it was a close call. It was very avoidable, and just to you know just to kind of like double that up with the coverage that he had on Jefferson, you know, it, uh, on the coverage he had on Justin Jefferson in our. Uh, game about a month and a half ago against the Vikings. It's, uh, you know, everybody wants to credit Justin Jefferson with that amazing catch, but Cam Lewis, I know he wants to make some, you know, have some personal glory, but he has to know on a fourth and 18, all you have to do is just bat that ball down, just bat it to the ground. Don't try and get the stat, but 100% going for that interception. And he was uh, just on that play alone. He was on thin ice with me. Uh, you know, I'm very forgiving of the, you know, very, you know, very low depth players. But when you just make egregious mistakes like these, uh, I just, uh, I think it's time to move on. You become a liability. And I, McDermott seems to be a little bit forgiving, but I would not be shocked at all if we see Cam Lewis just, uh, you know, cut and uh, move on and we'll uh, wish him well. But uh Yeah give him the opportunity to almost lose a game for another team. But, you know, hopefully he can make some money doing that. And uh, moving on to the offense, i uh, got to say it was absolutely one of their more, uh, you know, prolific performances since the bye. Uh, I've definitely been noticing a little little sluggishness in the offense, uh, you know, ever since the bye week where things start have started to look a little... Uh, you know, less a little less like the Bills that we've come to love the past few years. But uh, on some plays, especially early on, it was just that offense was clicking. The digs, you know, Allen to digs was just money, just, uh, you know, connecting with Knox. Knox had probably his biggest game of the year, which is always good to see, especially with the hard year he's had. And, uh, yeah, Knox is the recipient of uh, Josh Allen's fourth uh, touchdown pass, uh, the night, but of course the other three were celebrating their first t- touchdown reception as Bills, where Knox has uh, quite a few under his belt. But congratulations again! It's again so great to see him, uh, you know, really shine in a game like last night. Couple of drops, but definitely forgiven on the on the overall spectrum. Uh, Allen looked like old Allen uh, with a three hundred yard game, just just. Barely uh, squeaking over the 300-yard mark, uh, but no, that's always fun. Definitely, uh, definitely has his luck against the. Uh, definitely has his success against the Dolphins. Zero interceptions again, four touchdowns. I think bringing his uh, 
total numbers to like 29 touchdowns and six interceptions all time against uh, the Dolphins. So yes, he is uh, fair to say that he is the Miami Dolphins daddy. We will definitely, uh, you know, we'll definitely take that title for now. And it's good, uh, you know, after the after the loss to them in week three, finally getting that momentum back against them. We might be seeing them in the playoffs. Uh, Dolphins have lost three in a row. It's, uh, no, but, but their schedule is rather favorable. It seems like they probably will slip in. Uh, no, I just, uh, I don't, I don't have really fear playing Miami in the playoffs, but, uh, I just like, I just don't want them to have, as much success because they'd have to play us in a later round and there's just uh you know send them packing i'm just done with them elsewhere with last night uh the running game aside from josh was pretty much non-existent uh like i love singletary he's such a dog he made a few uh big runs but like for the most part was held under control uh miami's run defense been pretty stout this year uh and a lot of controversy on that uh you know, that last run by Singletary, I'm kind of curious what others really think about it. Seems to be a mixed bag. Uh, instead of going for the touchdown, just, you know, sliding to let the uh, time expire and just go for the chip-chop field goal. Uh, and he didn't even get the first down, but that really, people are saying, like, at least get the first down. That really didn't matter at that point. Miami was going to run out of their timeouts. Uh, I kind of felt that he just like he just panicked. He didn't want to get into the end zone. He just wanted to get down as soon as he could, just so you know they could run the timeout. And it's uh, he's definitely forgiven, regardless of which way you think about it, because we did end up winning. And obviously, my new favorite Bill, uh, James Cook, uh, with a big game, just minimal runs, but really made the most of them. I uh, had a huge uh, had that huge run after the almost. Uh, disastrous fumble by Josh late in the game uh, in 16 yards, but it really built some momentum for us. Uh, and such a, such a great catch. The So many legendary plays of last night. The, the catch he made right at the end of halftime with time expiring uh, was just absolutely, that was the loudest I cheered all night, even more than the field goal, if you can believe that. Uh, it's just, you know, I've been a Bills fan for so long and it just seems... You know, got this thing, got this saying, it's like, that was so billsy. And usually something so billsy is, you know, letting time run out before we even have a chance to kick a field goal and then throwing, you know, inter- like a throwing it away or even worse, an interception. So as soon as that clock was going down, I'm like, yep, nope, it's not happening. And Allen did it again. I think Allen's just making this team uh, a lot different than, you know, the luck that I've been used to. And I hope, uh, Hope that continues. And once again, just very impressed with James Cook so far. Definitely, uh, you know, every time he touches the ball, I'm still thinking to that week one fumble he had against the Rams, that one carry that he had. Uh, But that's pretty much been, knock on wood, that's been his only mishap truly this season. And I'm just very excited uh, about Cook going forward. I think he's going to be a big contributor. uh, And even more so than he is, and have a lot to look forward to with him. And then uh, lastly, with uh, you know the performance last night, Tyler Bass, who's you know been known to kick some uh, real legends, you know fifty yard, fifty yard plus, probably not a bigger field goal than in his career than 
last night uh, and just a 25-yard chip shot. It was so great. A very iconic moment of all the Bills players wiping away the snow uh, so he had a clean uh, running lane. He seemed to be completely unfazed by the conditions, but it's just good to see the team rally around and uh, you know, clear that snow out for him. I think that's just going to be an image that sticks around with us uh, you know, for years to come. And, uh, you know, on the whole, it's, uh, you know, Bill's just, uh, man, they don't make it easy, but they certainly made it fun. And yeah, just, uh, oh, can't take that. I was just like, yeah, just, uh, like by the end of it, I had to call my buddy in Colorado, who's actually a Chiefs fan. My knees were just literally shaking at the end of that game. It's, uh. You know, sometimes I, you know, as much as I love the Bills, I do wonder why I put myself through this almost every week. It just takes so much out of me, but it's always worth it, you know, when they do win. And I could just imagine how horrible today would be if they didn't come on the winning winning end last night, just how horrible it would have been to get swept by the Dolphins. But that's neither here nor there. So going forward, the Bills are still the one seed in the AFC. Just by just by a hair, just by the tiebreaker over the Chiefs, who uh, Chiefs won today in overtime versus the Texans, a team they have zero business going to overtime with, uh, worst record in football. But uh, you know who are we to talk? We've definitely had our mishaps. Uh, we can definitely talk about the you know certain game we lost last year, nine to six. Don't even to men- need to mention who that was. You all know, uh, you know. So. Uh, Chiefs have a significantly easier schedule than us over the next three games, but we control our own destiny. The tiebreaker definitely helps with that. And, uh, you know, we're playing for that one seed. You know, not only is that that first week by, we also get home field advantage. We'd just love to have a, you know, home home AFC championship game in Highmark Stadium. Uh, we'd have to get through a couple teams first, but, you know, getting clinching that playoff berth last night just uh you know fantastic we're we're kind of spoiled now you know we went 17 years from 2000 to 2017 pretty much without making the playoffs and you know since then we've made it now five out of six years but it is just great like i remember back in those days you know i was just saying it's like oh i would just kill for one more playoff appearance you know just like one more super bowl and you know now that that's been happening it's just like you know super bowl or bust that's uh you know that's my feelings now it's you know we have the team to do it we end up getting the two seed it would mean that we have lost a game in the next three but we can't think of that right now just got to take it one game at a time you know we have tiebreakers almost over every some of the other big teams in the AFC, Tennessee, Baltimore. So that's a huge advantage. We play Cincinnati in two weeks, but before then we have to get uh, past the very pesky Chicago Bears. I mean, the Bears, despite having the reverse record of us, uh, 3-11, and it seems like lately they just come out to play every uh, week. They you know Justin Fields is starting to look like a legitimate star. Uh, very curious how we would match up against him. So we will definitely see in six more days on Christmas Eve. Uh, I feel we, you know, tend to do all right against the running quarterbacks. I mean, knock on wood, but uh, we just have no idea with him. We can give up uh, 
some of the big runs, but like even with Lamar, it seems like we do uh, contain him at least a little bit. It's not where we just completely shut him down, but uh, only time will tell. It's uh, our first game against Justin Fields next week, 1 p.m. at Soldier Field, game we will probably be heavily favored in, but as you know, we just sometimes never know with the Bills. We could beat this team by 30. We could possibly be a little too close for comfort. I don't want to say I don't see us losing this game, but this just seems like a game we should absolutely win and easily. Bears really don't have much on offense aside from Justin Fields. And David Montgomery is kind of like a run-of-the-mill running back. I mean, the receiver situation in Chicago just seems disastrous. So decent defense, but I'd be beyond disappointed if we lost to them. I'm disappointed if we lose to anybody, but it would definitely be a uh, knife to the stomach if we lost to this team, you know, just uh, in the situation we are in now and how hard we fought last night, especially. But regardless, it's going to be a fun time. Be putting the uh, family festivities on hold just for those three hours because got to watch my bills. Even if I'm in Mystic, Connecticut, I'm going to find a way. Yeah, so I'm getting the uh, two-minute warning from my producers over here, so we're going to wrap this up here soon, but not before I give you the Bills trivia of the week. Uh, currently, Stefan Diggs sits with 10 receiving touchdowns on the year, matching his total from last year. He's one shy of tying the Bills' season record for receiving touchdowns in a season at 11. Who would that guy be? Feel free to answer on our Twitter page at Bills or Bust Pod. Uh, one rule, no Googling. Going on the honor system here, and uh, I think you guys are a good bunch, so I'm trusting you. We will share the answer next week, and based on uh, how many correct answers we get to this question, we'll uh, decide if we need to go a little easier or harder on the next questions. Uh, believe me, I have a grab bag of Bills trivia, so uh, I won't be at a loss either way. And that concludes this episode of Bills or Bust. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. I wish you all a very happy holidays. And we look forward to seeing you next week here on Bills or Bust. Let's go, Buffalo! Thanks again for listening to Buffalo Bills or Bust. Remember to like and subscribe. Leave a comment. And let's go, Buffalo! Buffalo Bills or Bust has been a Samurai Dinosaur production, copyright 2023.